Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 32, I want to say, of We Want Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Big D. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. And this is my co-host, um, Extra Gravity. And, you know uh, it. <laughs> what? What? Oh, did you did you say you know what or you know it? You know it. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the D, big D's not hearing too well right now. I guess. Fucking, hang on. Okay, there we go. Headphones are turned up. I don't know if the nickname oh or just God. referring to yourself in the third person was worse. <laughs> there. <laughs> I think I, it was both. I didn't refer to myself in the third person. I said, this is Big D. Oh, yeah, and then afterwards I did say, okay, yep. No, I mean, that's what you got to do. You got him the one, two. What is that name? Oh, God, and that's what he, he chose it for himself? Okay. And truthfully, I stole it from David. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, everyone... This is uh, the intro, and it's still going on, and uh, to today we're going to be talking about um, product placement in television shows, uh, and uh, I, I do want to talk about it, one TV show in particular, actually, um, yeah. but we'll, we'll get to that later, uh, but first, who are your picks for the Oscars? Oh... And also, are they doing the Oscars this year? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, I haven't really, I haven't really been watching movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same. Not anything so, new, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rip. I uh, I had the opportunity to watch Wonder Woman 1984. And I'm sorry. I did not take it. No, it's okay. I dodged a bullet. Okay. <laughs> I was good like, move. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Nah, I'm good. And, yeah, uh, I heard that was really bad. I heard it was bad too. Um, what What did you hear? What do you? I heard it had a bad plot and like bad CGI or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't watched it myself. Yeah, I heard a similar thing. Um, and I heard that uh, it was just so much worse compared to the really really good uh, Wonder Woman, the first one. So. Yeah. Which was just my, probably my favorite movie of 2006. Um, I'm probably just going to wait for Wonder Woman 1985. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. Um, I know that I could find out by watching the movie, but I didn't understand like how Chris Pine was in it. Because he dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The first one. But I, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. So we'll never know. But... Um, as far as we'll never know, we'll never. We will. We won't. No one will ever know, dude. I've tried to start the like DC uh, cinematic universe like so many times. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch fucking. I've seen Man of Steel all the way through. Okay, when the, when that came out, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then I tr- I've tried to watch Batman vs Superman like probably five times, and I always yeah. end up turning it off because it's just. It's just, it feels like such a chore to watch those well, movies. 
you shouldn't try to watch it five times at once. Yeah, that's that gonna wear you out, dude. <laughs> You're right. No, there's too there's many your screens. problem. There's far too many screens. I had on the laptop, on the iPhone. Had it pulled up on the PS4, on the Fire Stick, and then I also uh, pulled up the uh, the original PlayStation that has the screen attached to it. Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching on that one too, and it was just I couldn't get it to sync. Yeah. Um, but uh, anywho, um, as far as superhero movies go, is there any that you would like to see that haven't been made? Oh, um, that's kind of a good question. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, no, at this point, honestly, I'm one of those people who's just fatigued by it. Yeah. And it's like, oh boy, another one. And it's like, how am I supposed to get excited when there's been 50 of these things? Right. Like, whatever. Maybe one day they'll get around to making a Spider-Man movie. But uh, Yeah, maybe. A good we'll one. What about um, other graphic novels? Because, you know, not every comic book is necessarily superhero related. Um, yeah, I kind of wish that the uh, Hellboy movies had been a little better. Yeah. Um, I know those kind of came out, at least the first one came out before the whole boom. But yeah, I don't know. That was always a really interesting character yeah. and an interesting kind of world. And then the movies were, they were fine. But the, the first one I think is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, not great. And then I never saw that other one the newer that came one out. Dude, yeah it's um i don't know it i feel like it didn't get as much credit as it deserved it was um yeah incredibly gruesome which is a, a big criticism that people have about the first two is yeah. that it's true to the source material but it's like it's not violent enough and then on this one they just kind of went all out and it was like well what the fuck am i watching right now it was like one of those movies right. where you're like bro too far, and it's yeah. the fucking sheriff. I think everyone, uh, everyone was mad because they got rid of Ron Perlman, right? Yeah, yeah. But Sheriff, what's his name? David Harbor did a great yeah. job. So I don't know. I'm yeah, on okay. board. I'm on board, but I don't think they're gonna make any more with him. So yeah. Oh well. Um, I'd really like to see. There's this uh, graphic novel called uh, Chew. Are you familiar with that at all? I'm not. It's about a uh, homicide detective who, I guess he is technically a superhero. He has a power, I guess, um, where he, like, if he eats something, he can hear, like, what it was thinking as it was killed. Ew. And that includes, like, most foods, so, like, vegetables, fruits, grains, and obviously meats, except for um, he can eat beets. Yeah. Um, so he like pretty much just lives on beats and then, uh, solves murders by like going to crime scenes and then like eating <laughs> the victim or really eating like a okay. piece of the victim. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Um, I'm sure that could be ruined by like Netflix or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I got to give Netflix credit because Umbrella Academy, pretty good. Not, not bad. Good. Not Pretty bad. Good. Not enough Gerard Way. You would really think there'd be more Gerard Way. 
You would think. I would think. I would think. Okay, I honestly thought that we would have some new MCR by now. Nope. Because they were getting back together. And then they were like, oh, we're not going to tour because COVID. So I guess we're just going to hang out, play GTA. Yeah. So with like, slow caves. With slow caves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and Gerard play GTA all the time, actually. That's sick. Yeah. He's terrible. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I really thought like, I don't know. And the same thing with the Chili Peppers. It's like, bro, you know... And maybe they're just waiting for when until they can actually like tour on it, you know? Right. Because maybe it's like it's not fucking worth it to just like put this out and then not be able to. Except for that doesn't make sense for those bands in particular, because there's so much thirst for the next record. MCR obviously because of the reunion. Chili mm-hmm. Peppers, you got Frashante back in the mix. Uh, yeah. And it's like I'm fucking hyped. I know everyone else is. So, like, just put the record out. You know, the Strokes went through with it, and uh, that was, like, a big highlight of last year. I don't know. That's true. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't fucking know. Um, Are the Strokes cool? I think individual members of the Strokes are cool. Yeah. And I think that they make cool music. Mm Mm-hmm. Are the Strokes cool? I don't know. They're almost too big to be cool at this point. Yeah. Although they are, their status, their celebrity status isn't like even like even close to Green Day level, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, but Green Day is badass. <laughs> Green Day is badass, but like the Strokes like kept a lot of their indie cred, even though they've really haven't ever been indie. Yeah. Just by like never really caving for like doing the killers thing you know yeah i don't know if that was intentional or not but whatever man i i yeah the strokes are cool is let me ask you this is julian cool i don't know see See? i don't don't know either he uh he has some questionable uh decision making skills yeah and i don't want to slander julian i do but okay (laughs) uh I did see. Okay, so he's on Instagram now. I think we've talked a little bit about this. A little bit. Yeah. Um, he's on Instagram now, and he did get a divorce, uh, not too long ago, a couple years back. Um, with uh, Juliet Casablancas, who uh, was the Strokes' like assistant manager for a long time. Yeah. Um, but they like broke up, and now he's dating. We talked about this last time too. He's dating. Uh, or last time we talked about Julian. Like a twenty-two-year-old, yeah. And he posted a picture of like him and his girlfriend, and uh, someone wrote in the comments, "Alexa, play barely legal." Oh God! <laughs> no, that no. was a very good burn. Not as bad as it could have been. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, people are like, people are on there roasting him, and then other people are like, I mean, he's an adult, she's an adult. Like, you guys all need to chill. Yeah. But you know, there's definitely like a power thing. Obviously. Um sure. and I believe she was also a roadie for oh. the voids or was part of the road crew in some capacity. Hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, it's weird. But like I think the rest of the guys in the strokes are, are awesome. I think that Fabrizio in particular yeah. is like just the most chill and like sincere cool guy. 
What about Nick Valencia Orange Refresher? Nick Valencia Orange Refresher. Um, I have met him in person, and I can tell yep. you he's really cool. Damn. Super nice and um, uh, not as tall as David Dugan. Wow. Which actually, I okay. know that blew my mind because in my mind, he was like 6'8 or whatever. Yeah. And I think he's like 6'5, but I think Dave is just a little bit taller than him still. And it's like, holy fuck. Damn. I guess, yeah. Well, I grew up, you know, junior high. It's like Dave is like six foot. So in my mind, I don't know, it blows my fucking mind whenever I realize how tall oh. David is. Oh, David. That's crazy. Oh. That brings us to our weekly shout out. Yeah. This week, it's going to David. Yes, it is. What's <laughs> up? David Tugan. Yeah, all right, right. Hell uh, yeah. Did I just dox him? No, people know his last name. Yeah. I know his know. Uh, parents' home address. I could say that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's beep. See, save myself. I from can't believe time. you just said that. I, well, dude. Okay, yep. let's get let's let's get to the real main topic. Though. Yeah, okay. Here's the real main topic. What the hell is going on with Marilyn Manson? Oh god. <laughs> like bro, I don't know, dude. I, f- I mean the- it's sh- it's like it's one of those things where there's been rumors about him being a piece of shit, yeah. you know, being abusive. Uh, from like multiple different ex partners, and uh, yeah, and then it's just like the other shoe dropped finally, and it's like, but I think what was surprising was just how long it took in the uh, yeah, in the Me Too era, because like Weinstein, similarly, you know, everyone fucking knew he was a scumbag, pulling shit. Yeah, the uh, the thing that's like really weird about this to me. And not to uh, <clears throat> not to like defend Marilyn Manson, but more to my confusion yeah. about the situation is I first heard about Marilyn Manson and I first gave a shit about Marilyn Manson when in the post Columbine massacre world, he was uh, doing some interviews and while his outward appearance was very shocking, uh, what he had to say was very thoughtful and uh, he was well-spoken. He was like, you know, oh yeah, I dress a certain way, yes, to grab attention, but you know, it's my message that's more important. And you know, whatever, whatever. We've actually talked in the past about how we wish his music was better (laughs) to like actually back up that kind of identity. But what's really sticking in my mind, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, And it was actually compounded on today, based on something else I read, um, was I remember a while back, he cut ties with his bassist, who had been with him for like 20 years or something. Um, He cut the the guy was, what was his name? Twiggy, something like that. He Uh, Twiggy uh, Ramirez. Sure. He, uh, cut ties with him because of a rape allegation. And he was like, Oh, that's fucked up. Get out. Um, so that happened. And then today I read something from, uh, what the hell's her name? 
Dita Von Tees, who was married to him. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, uh, the details of the allegations do not align with what happened when I was with him. They were together for like a few years, I believe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but he has been widely known to have like infidelity problems, uh, substance abuse problems. So like cheating and drugs and all that stuff. Right. Um, typical rock star dickhead kind of behavior. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I was shocked that not only does he have terrible allegations against him, but from multiple people like this pretty fucked up stuff. Um, it's not as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the allegations against him are like weird physical and emotional abuse in terms of like locking people in a room, you know, and like trying to control their life kind of thing. Yeah. And like grooming. Yeah. Young or underage women. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so honestly, like, again, I'm going to let, you know, whatever the truth is needs to come out. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, really? Like, he did that shit? That's fucked up. Um, I don't know. Just kind of, I guess it would kind of fit in a way. If, uh, if the allegations are true, you know, that somewhat more smart and, like, well-spoken kind of person can be a manipulator you know yeah well um you know just to add on to that though mm -hmm. um he also strikes me as one of those guys that um how do i put this he he like like being a smart guy is part of his like brand and personality mm -hmm. but i think he's actually just kind of a dumbass okay you know what i mean so he's got the outward appearance, maybe, of like, I am very smart. Yes, exactly. And it like but, it, you reflects on his fans, too, you know? Yeah. Because, like, first of all, okay, so we, we go back to that interview. I think it's from, is it the one from Columbine where he's like, you know, it's about the message? There's a few. Yeah. Um, I, I was but, thinking of Bowling for Columbine is one of them, but then also uh, he did a few. Did like, he do, like, Maury or something? He did Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Oh, that's very different yeah, from Maury. It is. Um, <laughs> Who's the father? And it, instead of uh, instead of coming out and being like, "Yeah, fuck you, Bill," it was more like, you know, discussing that just because something appears to be one way, that doesn't make it necessarily true, right? Um, but just like his vibe in those interviews, kind of seems like, you know, a fourteen-year-old that just discovered atheism. Kind of kind okay, of thing. yeah, and then I get that vibe. Another uh piece of evidence I'll point to, and I've almost used this for an Instagram post for the podcast so many times. Um, yeah, maybe you should the amount of times that we've well, I'm not going to now, <laughs> uh, but the amount of time we've talked about Marilyn Manson is that paparazzi photo where he just wrote fuck on his face. <laughs> what? So, yes, do you not do you not know about this? No, I don't, dude. Oh my god, okay, so. He was uh, going somewhere. He's at LAX, and he's like, "I don't want anyone to take my picture, so I'm just gonna write. I don't want anyone to use the photos that they take, so I'm just gonna yeah. write fuck on my face, just like across my face." Oh God! I just googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, the photos still exist. 
So it says, uh, for anyone unfamiliar, um, he literally just across his mouth wrote fuck. And then on his throat, it says you. Oh, God. I forgot about so that. Like, so his whole face kind of says fuck you. That's just like that screams he, he, edgelord. Well, he I was just going to say he really is the king of edgelords. He is. Uh, that was kind of his whole like as as we alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. his music has never been anything special. Um, I listened to a few of his albums and I was like, okay, I can appreciate a song here. I can appreciate a song there, but, um, he never had a big, like, oh, hands down. Like this is a great album. It was all more about image, Mm -hmm. um, and controversy. Yeah, exactly. Tied to the image, I guess. But yeah, it's like, I don't know, like the, the, the kinds of guys that behave that way. Where they're just mm-hmm. like, God's not real. Yeah. Fucking society, bro. Oh! They're like usually like very toxic as dudes. So yeah. I don't know. To me, it kind of adds up. But checks out. It fucking checks out. The math, the math checks out, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of more just like, it's kind of just like, holy shit. Like, you're kind of a scumbag, dude. Not yeah. even kind of. You are a scumbag, dude. Um, his record label dropped him immediately. Uh, basically, yeah. everyone's like, okay, bye. Yeah, like, yeah, all those TV shows are cutting him out of it. Yep. It's like, what? who wants to see Marilyn Manson act, though? You know? No, no one. Like, He's maybe earlier. Too, in his, yeah, that's point, the thing. Right? He looks like shit. So it's like, I mean, no offense to anyone that looks like shit, but... God damn. <laughs> no, no offense to anyone that looks like shit. Yeah, I'm not trying to throw any shade, you know. But like he looks like absolute ass. And uh and now he's like trying to be an actor. It's like, come on now. Do you think and maybe not, maybe he he does just look like shit, generally speaking, but yeah. do you think an element of that is that his face has always been covered in makeup? In fuck you. Yeah. And then you see him without it, and you're just like, "Whoa!" Um, no, I mean, yes, and I've seen the f- his high school photo where it's like, "Oh, he looks kind of like just like a normal creep." Yeah. Um, but no, it's just like he's just aged poorly. Like he's just like, yeah, yeah, he just looks bad. He looks old and like he's been doing drugs for thirty years. So, uh, well, <laughs> that's the vibe I get Fun- at least. Funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the other thing. You compare, okay, so you compare, like, a high school photo of him to him now, and it's like, yo, what the fuck happened, bro? But you take a high school photo of Trent Reznor compared to now, that's a glow up. Sure. He's looking nice. He's looking right. I think Trent Reznor actually called him out, too. He did. Speaking of which, yeah. Although, he was like, I hate him as a person, but I definitely worked with him, so. (laughs) 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 Hey, I fucked myself today. Um, yeah. Hell yeah, I love Johnny Cash. Yeah, me too. Um, it'd be cool if Johnny Cash had done... Um, Closer? Uh, no, I, I'm trying to think of a Marilyn Manson song, but I can only think of the covers. So. Of his covers. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be pretty funny also. Uh, I used to... Do you ever... I guess I just did it just now. You ever have songs that like you pretend to insist... Like the cover is the original. 
Yeah, yeah. I did that with uh, Personal Jesus with Marilyn Manson. It's like, I can't believe Depeche Mode covered this. Yeah. Well, it's I crazy. do the same thing with um, that No Doubt song. That's a cover. Um, you know the one. I don't know it. Uh, I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Is it, is it about. maybe Don't Sleep or no? Don't Speak? Is yeah, yeah that, Don't No, it's not Don't Speak. I, I don't think that's a cover. It's not Spiderweb. No. Um, well, it, there's a No Doubt song that I'm like, yo, this is No Doubt, but then it comes on on my boss's 80s playlist. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, also there's ones where we've probably talked about this before bowling for soup 1985 wonder woman bowling for soup 1985 where they they buy the song yeah it's like one of their homies it's like okay that doesn't really count but i think that it was released i think that the other guys put it out and then it just did nothing are you still talking about 1985 yes yeah, so that was a band called SR seventy one. SR seventy one. What's and that if stand you've for? Never, uh, I don't know what it stands for, but I know it's a, uh, it's like an air force, like reconnaissance plane okay. that flies like way the hell up in the atmosphere. Um, so it's like kind of a stealth jet kind of thing. Anyway, they uh, originally wrote and released nineteen eighty five, and no one cared, and. Pulling for Soup bought it. And if you listen to their version of it, which you can still find online, um, it sounds almost exactly the same, mm-hmm. which is just even weirder. Because it's not like they took a song and like punched it up and like, yeah, like we're bowling for soup. Nope. It, yep. They just <laughs> tried again and it worked. Yeah. Well, did, did they have a did that song break them? Or did they were they just have like some more traction than SR seventy one maybe? As far as I know, as a not fan of that band, yeah, um, I think that song was their breakthrough. I couldn't mm. tell you for sure, but I'm pretty sure that was their big. That was definitely their big radio hit. Hmm. Um, and then know. they had they had some other crap called like the girl everyone wants or something along those lines and that was like kind of a jam for dorks yeah i don't know well we've mentioned this i'm sure we have before but the thing that's sus about them is like that dude is like 36 in like 1995 (laughs) yep so which i mean mark Hoppus is also an older dude but yeah it never really he was able to pull it off a lot better i think yeah there's something about those like I'm in high school and I want to get laid like kind of songs mm-hmm. when you're 40 that <laughs> it's like okay yeah, it's tough. I mean that's honestly I can't blame Tom DeLonge for uh moving yeah. on from Blink and like trying to do something like Angels and Airwaves isn't the best band in the world but they're like trying to do more not even adult themes, just more universal themes than just fucking I'm at a party and it's high school and I fucked my dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but Ames and Nerves is pretty tight, actually, now that I think of it. I saw them quite a few times in 2008. Should we do a whole, we could do like a 19 hour segment <laughs> on uh, Green Day versus Blink. Oh, God. Except 
I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we might both end up being Team Green Day on that. I don't know. I think I feel like uh, it, as far if, as... If one of us was going to break for Blink, I, I think it would be you. Yeah. Well, when I, just when I think about it, like Green Day has what? Okay, let's count them. Like seven like pretty bad albums. Yes. Well, are we comparing total or are we comparing like in that era, like the prime? I, w- I would just say Green Day total has like, well, th- yeah, there is a, a distinct era where like the quality goes down. Oh, I mean, everything like half of American Idiot onward is just garbage. Whoa. So, whoa. I, I, I wouldn't would say that. that You're going to tell me Letterbomb was a bad song? I didn't tell you which half. What's her name? Oh, okay. Interesting. The first. Okay. Half interesting. Album. Very yeah. interesting. Okay. That I can actually maybe get behind because, like, yeah. St. Jimmy on, it's like, holy fucking shit. This is yeah, my dude. jam, dude. But. But uh, hmm. the very end of Holiday, uh, that feels like it lasts for half the album. And I hate it. So. <laughs> Wait, do you mean the song? Guilty as charged. <laughs> well, yeah, but like since then, okay, so since Mercury, did, they've done, well, let's try to count them. 21st Century Breakdown. Yeah, that was bad. Uno Dos Trey, that's four. Yep, that was bad. Um, the what? Rebel Radio, some shit like that? Revolution Revolution Radio. Radio, five. Extremely mediocre, so it goes in the pile. Five. Yeah. And then... And then the absolute disaster yeah. that they just put out. Motherfucker, holy shit. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Super Motherfucker. Um, it's so it's something motherfucker. It's father of all. And that's it. The, it's not the father word, of all motherfuckers? That's what's implied. Oh. But the official name is father of all dot dot dot. Oh, the Walmart title. Yep. I got it. Okay. Um. And then if we go back into pre-American Idiot, we dude, we can't. We're already way off the rails. No, no, no. <laughs> this is supposed to be about Marilyn Manson. Um, warning, I don't. Is questionable. Nope. nope sorry, that's going to be a hard yes for me. I love. You're that saving album. warning. Okay. I will right. save. If anything, I would like. I would say Nimrod is the weakest out of the pre. Okay. Like, I'm not saying I, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, well, okay, so we're, okay. No, Let's no, just no, rank. Listen, uh, no, you, you come in here, <laughs> and you're trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me, as mm-hmm. co-host of this podcast. Yeah, big D. That warning is on par or superior to Nimrod? Yeah, I'm going to say that, actually. Have you listened to Nimrod? Yeah, I have. It's awesome. Dude, <laughs> what's next? Shenanigans? Uh, no, I I don't really count shenanigans. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, well, it, it's a compilation. So, what's after that? International super hits. I mean, that's pretty. The listen, pop rocks they and have. coke. Listen, Maria Macy's Day Parade. Okay, that's on warning, motherfucker. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was part of I'm it. I'm giving you a warning. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> Are we no. going to discuss the fact that the title track for that is just straight up plagiarism? There's a lot of plagiarism on warning, I will say. What what yeah. is the plagiarism on on the song? 
Uh, that's a kink song. Oh, okay. Okay. And like one to one, like the guitar tone is the same. They were sued over it. What? I've yeah. literally never heard this because there's that other song on it that sounds like um, the Beatles. The, yeah, maybe da, uh, the warning was da, from their legal team. Oh, nice. There we go. But there's, I, dude, I think there's some really good tracks on warning. Um, yeah, there's some good tracks on like Trey that doesn't make it a good album. Kill the DJ, you mean? I think that's on Uno. Oh. Is that the green one? I think it's on Dose. Okay. Either way, that's the epitome of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, oh boy. Just listen to that track and you understand the entire album trilogy. Yeah. Um, okay, but so hold on. So to get back to our original point that was a tangent itself. Yeah. So the Green Day albums that count, <laughs> do you think they're better or worse than Blink-182 albums that count? Um, as a body of work altogether... Yeah. I would say they're about equal, to be honest. Wowzer. Um, no, dude, because like if you look at the Blink discography. Oh, I'm looking. I mean, up through self-titled. Yeah. And then, I mean, Neighborhoods is decent. Uh-huh. Um, but like self-titled, you compare that self-titled was... to American Idiot, it's like self-titled wins. I'm sorry. Well, if you, uh, I mean, Neighborhoods is like, what is that, 2010, 2011? 2011, yeah. I would compare that to um, 21st Century That's, Breakdown. Yeah, which I think was like... 2009. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the timelines even kind of match up later yeah, down the line. Bit. And then like basically once Tom leaves the band a second time, it's just yeah. like those Matt Skiba records are irredeemable. Well, that's why I'm talking about like the the prime time, right? Right. Yeah, and I I would say like probably like they have less albums too from that they chunk do. of time, but I would say that the albums are, yeah, I don't know, just as solid. Just as solid. You're not going to pick a side. I mean, if I had to go, yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. I might side blink. I think Green Day is a numbers cut. game. Just more universal appeal. Hmm. I think that uh, here's the thing, and and this is like really like the comparison between like a douche and a shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Green Day is more mature for what it's worth, um, yeah. which is not a lot. It's not a lot, but just a little bit. They ditched um, the toilet and the masturbation kind of early on compared to blink yeah exactly um i don't know green day to me is just more like yo fuck it man i want to play nintendo and skate yep. and blink is more like my girlfriend <laughs> well it's more like oh, i was at a sleepover and and my bro took out his wiener and it was <laughs> weird <laughs> like yeah i mean especially the music videos especially the music videos are more that vibe yeah for sure but some of the greatest music videos of all time um but yeah i mean fucking let's move on from uh blink ready Two and green day here because wow i did want to talk about i i alluded to something at the at the the top of the show if you may remember yeah 
Well, um, we're going to close out on this, so make it good. I will. Uh, are you familiar with the show, or have you heard of the show uh, Superstore? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. And and here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you just heard my reaction? I did. So Kira's roommate, Jay, shout yeah. out to Jay, um, they've been watching that show, and they've had it on when I'm over there. Okay, okay. That show is just a blatant ripoff of The Office. Yes. It's so bad that it's not even and and let me let me back up. If you blatantly copy something that's great, the copy can also in a vacuum be great. Cuz it's like, oh, you had a good thing and now you have more good thing. Mm-hmm. Um but I appreciate it so much less. When it's like that one character, the assistant manager lady or whatever, yeah, Dina is is just Dwight. Yes, like literally, there's an episode where someone calls in sick, and they're like, "Oh, feel better," and then they mute the speakerphone, and they're like, "She's faking it." Oh yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they do a ton of that kind of just stealing storylines. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, why did you bring up this uh, dumpster fire of a show that I'm <laughs> poisoning the well for? No, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't about to come suck it off or anything. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, screw that show, right? It sucks. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it so much. A, no, a total ripoff of The Office. So, it's not original. No, um, it was created by guys. I believe his name is Justin Spitzer, who was mm-hmm. a writer on The Office. Yep. Um, so there is a little bit of familial connection there, and it is an NBC show. Although nope. it's not a Deedle D, Greg Daniels is not involved. Uh, nope. The key players are not involved. You know, you don't you don't got Moe's up in there. But nah. And I will say, yes, it is pretty much a very close copy to The Office. But I would say where it differs, The Office is sort of about like, you know, upper middle class, maybe just middle class corporate America and yep. office culture, which is like you know. Very funny show to watch. I can't personally really relate to it because I've never worked, you know, in that in an office like that. You know, mm-hmm. done some quote unquote office work with you. Uh, it's yeah. not the same. I'd say it's, it was much closer to the Superstore experience, where it's uh, more about like the uh, working class, uh, minimum wage slave kind of culture. Yeah, and they do a lot of good things on the show. Like, there's a lot of like pro-union stuff like anti-corporation stuff which i like but it's also kind of portrayed as like people that care about this are annoying libtards yeah a little bit there's a lot of middle of the road kind of waffling where they're like i don't want to vote for trump because he's but hillary uh more like and it's like okay come on now they're trying to appeal to a lot of bases um but the thing that i can't believe it took me so long to like discover, but I was in like season three. I've been just binging. Yeah. Um, and there's an episode where there's like another, there's an ex manager who now works for Target. Yeah. And he's like going to poach employees, which again, the office. Uh, yeah. So instead of the awesome episode where Jim and Dwight and Michael dress up with mustaches and go to raid Utica and burn it to the ground. Yep. Uh, with real bombs, badass, yeah. yada, yada, yada. So badass. It's fucking one of the best episodes of The Office. 
So they yep. go to Target trying to find, um, <clears throat> trying to track down the the like other manager guy to be like, stop poaching our people or whatever. And they yep. go there, but they get distracted by like how awesome it is. Yeah, they're like, whoa, they have so much selection. Ah, oh, I can't believe you there. Do you know this person? Why would you want to work at Target? And they're like, well, I like working at Target. So it's like not just an advertisement for Target, but also like to go be employed by Target. Yep. Right. And, uh, dude, it made me feel so gross. Like, I was really enjoying the show and kind of being able to turn a blind eye to some of the, like, more blatant product placement. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was like, bro, I, this, every single product in the store is not, like, a lookalike or anything. It's like, oh, here's a Lucky Charms box, and no, here's a fucking... There's a, there's a squatty potty and they they'll write yeah. write scenes around the products that are being placed, and yeah. I I I feel like such a dumbass. I feel like the the, the veil was only just pulled by the target thing because it's like the, I'm getting beat over the head every Dude, fucking you know they, five minutes. They cut a fat check for that. Oh, and and you know, you can get the bag. More power to him. And it is a show yeah. about like in a grocery store but it's like i get concerned because I, I feel like the creator was like the creator i don't think has worked retail or anything like that in the last 20 yeah, years yeah. there's no there's just no fucking way he's a hollywood writer maybe yeah. i don't i don't know but it's like oh i'm gonna tell the story that i feel like it's just it, it's weird like working class um I don't want to say appropriation, but it kind of is, you know what I mean? Where he's like, I'm going to capitalize on this because people relate to it, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to use it to sell products. And it's like, did he just, it's like, what's a show where I can justify the maximum amount of product placement? Oh, grocery store. It's also kind of like, no, these are the good corporate overlords. Exactly. Yeah, um, the whole vibe that I got when I was watching that show is it'll be like, here's a joke about how, um, you know, we're overworked. And even though we work constantly, uh, we don't really make enough money to survive realistically. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's the joke. And so you're sitting there and you're like, ha, it's too, it's too real. Yeah. And well, not only that. But yeah. you rarely see them like actually working. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that's going off, going on off screen, obviously, and it, it is a TV show, you know. Yeah. Suspension of uh, disbelief and everything. But at the same time, I feel like the way that they portray how they're just constantly goofing off also yeah. just paints this negative image of like, oh, these guys, they fucking deserve eight dollars an hour. Like fuck them. Right. They're not doing shit. So I don't know. I don't really know what to think about that show, but I am going to finish it. And uh, the last season, I've seen some stills, and they incorporate uh, coronavirus and the pandemic. And I'm oh, really... God. I haven't seen any media that's, like, incorporated that yet, so... What, I'm excited South to Park see... did do a huge episode about I that? Did, I did. Okay, that's not true. I did watch the pandemic special, which was pretty funny. But uh, I yeah, haven't I watched know, anything again, else. That, you know, to me there there really is such a thing as like too much it's too on the nose yeah and it's not even like a too soon kind of thing it's more just like 
hey, reminder, everything sucks, and uh, no one that should be doing something about it is going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. uh, your life is hopeless. Have a good night. <laughs> like, Go to Target. Fuck, dude. Like, I don't know, man. This sucks. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know when I watch it. <laughs> well, There's going to be a part two Superstore COVID edition. And on that note... And on that note... Oh, I thought you had a note. Oh, you know what? What? Oh, there's a note. Was it? I believe so. I don't know if you held that, dude. I don't know if it was in A440, but it was certainly, you know, a few semitones off, if anything. Um, it was a note. It was a note. Um, listen, do you have any plugs? This episode brought to you by the Galaxy Note. <laughs> hey you know what you match the pitch of that note it's actually pretty impressive i know i'm secretly a really good musician i just <laughs> pretended to be shit so yeah. i wouldn't have to be in slow caves because uh, i was scared okay because <laughs> you were scared scared, <laughs> scared of disappointing you You're scared of david that too yeah because he's even taller than you thought he was He's taller than I thought he was, and he's so much more badass than I thought he was. I know, dude. He carries every a time knife. I, every time I learn something about David, I'm just like, holy shit, what is next? <laughs> it's like, oh, did you know he actually uh, got the silver medal at this uh, French Formula One Grand Prix? Um, yeah, just a fun little hobby he picked up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. He was skiing the Alps, and he was saying to himself, you know what? I want to go fast in a car. So he signed up for Formula One school, and the rest is history. Yep, yep. And his name? Dalevin Dugan Earhart Jr. Dude, it all comes full Nailed circle. It. it does, it does. His name, David Duchovny. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So my plug is um, everyone use the uh, Deepfakes app. To yep. put David Dugan's face on David Duchovny's face and watch all of Californication season one. Bro. Okay, we got to end it right after this. But okay. Kira sent me this thing. It was a deep fake of, um, do you remember the episodes of The Office where Holly meets Kevin and she thinks yes. that he's special needs? Yes. So someone took the H3 podcast people. Oh, so Ethan God. and Ela. And so they put Ela over Holly and Ethan over Kevin <laughs> played out the whole scene like Ethan's just uh, needs a little extra help, mm -hmm. <laughs> which that is such a legendary sequence of scenes because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And Kevin leans into that role like oh, really hard. Oh, God. Classic yeah, TV. The beginning of the flanderization of Kevin around then. Yep. Actually, it started happening way sooner. It did. Yeah. That character was so inconsistent. Yeah. Dude, uh, Brian Baumgartner, I think is his name, the guy that plays Kevin, made a million dollars on Cameo in 2020. Damn. Isn't that fucked up? For Kevin? For like, Kevin. No offense, but like... I know. What? I know. Okay. I know. Okay. For Kevin? Yeah. For him? All right. 
I guess it makes sense. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay. Because, like, he's, like, fun, you know? Like, who else are you going to get? Like, Dwight, maybe. But he's kind of more high profile at this point. Yeah, but he also... Who else? I like, feel like Ryan, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Creed would be kind of funny. He's another fan favorite. Yeah, and I, I could see him on Cameo. Yeah. Had a funeral for a bird. <laughs> Sounds made up. Yeah, pretty sure none of that's real. You're not real, man. All right. And well, uh, and on that note. Yes, sir. Well, to the whippersnappers out there, we wish you a merry February. Wish you a merry February. It's the fourth of February. Now eat some cake. Treat yourself, everyone. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is going to be a great month. I know. I can't wait. All right. And the narration's like, it was not a great month. (laughs) No, don't jinx it. Okay. Uh, Merry February. Eat some cake. See you next week. Yep. Bye.